Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. What's going on, everybody? It's Johnny King. Welcome to another episode of The Johnny King Show. I am here with the man, Sterling Hawkins. Appreciate you being here. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Elbow touch. That's right. We're not exactly six feet, but... <laughs> we'll lean away from each yeah, other. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll talk that away. <laughs> but I really appreciate you taking time. And we were connected through a mutual friend, just moved to Colorado. That's right. Probably about a month ago now. A month? Yeah. It's crazy. They tell me about it. Yeah. From yeah. L.A. From L.A. I've been in California 15 years, so it's quite a change to be in a different state. Like, still, it's a little surreal. Like, oh, I drive sure. around. I'm driving over here. I'm like, I, I live here. These, yeah. You know, these gorgeous mountains in the background. So, yeah. it's yeah. cool. Yeah. You and a lot of other Californians and other people are moving here, too. Denver's here blown in, up. Here in Austin, I hear. Yeah. Yeah. I think Denver, I think they said that Denver is the fastest growing city in the U.S. at the moment. Wow. I don't know if that's totally accurate, but. If it's on the internet, it's probably true. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just go with it. I just made it up. But it is one of, if not the fastest, and, yeah. and you're contributing to it, as am I. That's right. I'm yeah. six, I'm, I've got six years under my belt. But <clears throat> regardless, I'm, uh, I'm really excited to have you on. I, I watched your TED Talk, which is really, really cool. Oh, thank the you. stuff that you're doing with, uh, with companies and innovation. Tell, tell the quick 30-minute I'm sorry, 30 minute. Right. You want me to take over the do podcast the, from the, here? Like, I got it. Just do it. Right. Do the 30 minute elevator pitch. Right. <laughs> the consolidated yeah. 30 minute well, one. Well, my, my career has been a total roller coaster, like high highs where I like sell a company to a group that raises 550 million. Right. And then low lows where it goes bankrupt. And mm. I'm like, what's going on with my life, personally, professionally, and everything? And, you know, I've been speaking and running workshops around innovation or significant positive change for about three years now. Mm. Built up a, a really strong business with it, at least until March. <laughs> March of 2020. <laughs> right. right. Where everybody's got a similar story where they're like, yeah, the world changed. Mm -hmm. And stepping back from it, I realized that every time I go through one of these cycles, I got the same system mm. to come back from it. Mm. And, you know, doing a lot of research, a lot of interviews, a lot of time with people that have created breakthrough results, I said, you know what, there's actually five things that make a difference, that get you results no matter how hard the circumstances. Mm -hmm. In other words, how to get results no matter what. Yeah. And so that's really what I've been about since May and, you know, continue to speak all virtually these days yeah. uh, and work with companies to help them get through this time or really any time. And get breakthrough results. You you came up with the no matter what since May. Since May. See, I think that's it's, it's interesting though because I feel like people could look at you and be like, oh, here's a guy that was so clear on what he wanted. He had his whole thing figured out, and yet you can see. I don't even know your full story. We've obviously just met in the last couple of months, but like you've been at this for years, right? And then you kind of come up, and that's I think it's important for people to know as whether you're an entrepreneur or not, like the journey of <laughs> of us as people, as well right. as business, as well as communication and messaging, just evolves, right? How did you come up? I mean, how did that come? Because it makes so much sense. And I'm like, yeah. you've been living this. 
Well, that's the most interesting thing about it is like all of my work suddenly like fit under this new mm. umbrella. It was something that I was really becoming and I didn't even know it until, mm. uh, you know, March, April timeframe. Mm. But what happened was, and I, I think you're right, we all kind of continually evolve. We're all climbing this mountain that actually doesn't have a top. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was bummed for a while. You know, I went through, uh, like my college philosophy teacher would call it the dark night of the soul, mm. where in March I lost seven figures in business in days. Mm. And, you know, here I am on this like big trajectory. I'm like, ah, I finally figured this thing out. I'm going to be the success that I've always wanted to be. And then mm. it's gone. Mm. And so there were a couple rough weeks in there where I ordered a lot of pizza. <laughs> And you know it's a problem with like the pizza place calls you or like, dude, you're calling us twice a day. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, I watched a lot of TV. I felt bad for myself for a while. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a couple of weeks of that and I just had this uh, like realization. I'm like, I have to snap out of it. Hmm. Like something has to change here. And what I've found in really any situation like that is the best thing for me, and I think most people, most companies these have been, is to do something that really totally transforms your experience. Mm-hmm. In this case, I was like, I'm going to run 50 miles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it was kind of random because, you know, I'm laying in my bed thinking about, like, what am I going to do? I know I have to do something. And you know who David Goggins is, mm-hmm, the big, mm-hmm. like, uh, Marine, and he's done like more fitness things than you can even imagine. And he's got this thing called the four by four by 48. Mm. Run four miles every four hours for 48 hours. Mm. I'm like, well, that's that's it. <laughs> now, now I, I sh- should tell you, I'm not really a runner. I know. Right? The fact that you're like, that's it, I'm like, kill me now. Like, right. Yeah. Right. And I knew it was going to be bad. And, you know, I've got running shoes from 10 years ago that I break out every now and then. Yeah. Um, you know, run a little bit here or there. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this thing. And this is like a Tuesday afternoon. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start Friday. Wow. And, and be done by Sunday afternoon or something like that. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, true to form to kind of hold me accountable, I start telling people. Mm. Right? Because... Mm. In so the important. moment, I'm not going to want to do it. So important to to put yourself on the line like that. Your reputation, right. your word, right? Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I I call it like getting a tattoo. Like commit to something so deeply mm-hmm. that there's no coming back from it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not a physical tattoo. Uh, the, you know, some people get those like yeah. that. Yeah. But it's kind of well, you said it. Your word. Like I'm on the line for something. Mm-hmm. And Friday morning, lace up my sneakers, go out on the run. Uh, coming back from the first four miles, and I'm like, "What did you, you got to be kidding me? <laughs> 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 like I'm dying, and it's four miles." Yeah, yeah. And no I no training, no training. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I mean I was doing some cycling, but especially in the depths of it, I wasn't even really going to the gym that much. Well, the gym wasn't open, right? Um, well, you were carb loading. You were doing a lot of pizza. I was doing a lot of carb loading. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I had that piece down. I was like, pizza, nailed. <laughs> um, but I didn't even do things like uh, prepare my meals or you know have special energy drinks or whatever else. I'm just like, I'm going to go do it. Yeah. Which I can't recommend that, by the way. Right? That's not necessarily the smartest thing for anybody to do. But sometimes that's it. Well, I, just I doing think it is. It. Just going for it. And, you know. 
I get through 24 hours, and it, those runs in the middle of the night, like the 2 a.m. run, the 6 a.m. run, I'm, like, ready to, well, you said it, like, I, I can't believe yeah. I'm doing this. Yeah. I want I want out, but yeah. I talked about it. Yeah. And I'm doing, like, updates for people, like, here I am. It's oh, still man. awful. That's <laughs> awesome. But it's so cool, though. I mean, that's exciting, too. I wish I had known you to watch along. That would have been intriguing. It was painful, probably even painful to watch. I had people writing me like, looks like you're a little stiff there. And I'm like, I'm so sore. You have no idea. <laughs> um, oh, but it, it was about 36 hours in yeah. that I had this like big breakthrough. And I'm, I'm running. I'm listening to music. I'm thinking to myself how terrible this is. And it was almost like this moment of clarity arrived mm. where I said, I'm 36 hours into this. I'm going to finish no matter what. Mm. And it's peace. Mm. I don't care if I'm going to continue to run, walk, crawl, like somehow I'm going to get these miles behind me. I'm going to do it. Mm. And that's really where no matter what was born. Really cool. And the next several runs that I made as part of it weren't less painful, but the mental peace was just incredible. Mm. And it got to the point where I finished 48 miles, and I was like, you know what? I'm actually feeling great right now. I'm going to do two more. So I made it 50. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's an amazing story. I love that. It was crazy. That's really, really cool. Uh, and then we worked backwards to kind of reintegrate all the methodology and um, you know systems that we had into the no matter what system. Mm. Mm. Perfect. Yeah. Really cool. And, and who knows if you would have come to that uh, aha or – the epiphany there of that new idea had you not decided to put yourself out there and well that's the it. thing i mean our business is not as big as it was pre-covid but i'm so grateful for like those spaces that i moved through mm-hmm. you know i wouldn't wish hard times on myself or anybody but at the same time looking back and then i'm like this has been really great for me mm. you know in, in terms of the the positioning the authenticity really what we're standing mm-hmm. for and how we're talking about these things now, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have it any other way now. That fits in line, though, obviously. But your your TED Talk was last May. That That's right. 2019. But it fits in line with the whole uh, – your TED Talk, tell them what, what that uh, title was. Yeah. Discomfort. Yeah. Discomfort is necessary for innovation. Right. Um, and that is your – and it just fits in so well to your whole story, right? I, I know that's what I mean. It's like I came up with no matter what. It's like – Oh, well, wait a minute. I've, this is actually what I've been saying the whole That's time. Cool. That's cool. And I think no matter what the circumstance in business, life, relationship, finances, it's really the same things that cause breakthroughs because mm-hmm. breakthroughs are not information related. You know, we've got more information at our fingertips than ever before. Right. I mean, podcasts, audiobooks, ebooks, school courses, e courses, <laughs> like y- you name it. I think we still have libraries that might still be a thing. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, there's no shortage of the information. The breakthroughs come from somewhere else. Right. And it's really on the other side of discomfort. Mm-hmm. So, and how did you, stu- how did you, I don't even know if you stumbled into it, but how did you come to that whole idea and then wanting to do a whole TED talk on it? Um, well, I think my first experience around that was uh, years back, I was speaking in uh, Tokyo, Japan for Mitsubishi. And it was one of my first talks. Really excited about it, but also really nervous because mm-hmm. I'm going to be in front of like 200 uh, executives from Mitsubishi. 
I don't really know if I'm qualified to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I prepare meticulously. I know exactly what I'm going to say, how I'm going to say it. I know every slide. I've even got down to, like, the real minutia of it. Like, mm-hmm. how am I going to move my body? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the day comes. I get up on stage. I look out at the audience. It's all Japanese men. Mm-hmm. All, all men. Mm-hmm. Same gray suit, white shirt, red tie. <laughs> And they're all smoking. <laughs> and th- this is a couple of years back, so it yeah. may be different now. But there's so much smoke in the room, you can't even see the back of it. It just oh kind of like gosh. fades out into yeah. a foggy yeah. day. Yeah. And um, still nervous, but it was uh, consecutive translation. So for everything that I said, then the translator would say something else. Um, and then I would speak again, and then the translator would speak. So I'm like, okay, well, this is this is really perfect for me because – it gives me a chance to remember what I was going to say. Hmm. So I give my first couple of lines. Translator starts right on cue. I'm getting a little more confidence. I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be easy. Like I give two sentences and then I get a break. But the translator keeps going. And 30 seconds go by, hmm. 60 seconds, 90 seconds, which on a stage, not knowing what's going on with 200 something people looking at you, is an eternity. Yeah, I'm sure. And two minutes later, he's finally wrapping up, and the entire audience breaks out laughing. I didn't tell a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny now in retrospect, right? But at the time, it's disaster. I'm like, you know, like heavy breathing, like what's going on? I don't know if I should ask what happened or just go into my, my next couple of sentences. I mean, now, unquestionably, I would ask... But I stumble through the rest of this thing, and I find the translator afterwards, and I go, Mr. Numata, that was his name, Mr. Numata, what did you say out there? Why was everybody laughing? And he goes, oh, I told him you were here talking about innovation and breakthrough growth, but you're really here to find a Japanese wife. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Um, oh, and I, I, I learned two really important lessons that yeah. day. The first is you're looking for a date in Japan. This is the go-to guy. If any of the <laughs> listeners out there are looking for a date in Japan, Mr. send me an email. Yeah. I'll put you in touch with them. Um, second is, is really foundational to this whole thing, which mm-hmm. no matter how much you plan, predict, prepare, or predict, the future is uncertain. Mm. And when it goes, it's not going to go how you think it's going to go. Yeah, It's probably going to be uncomfortable. Yeah, And it's through that on the other side of that once you embrace it, that you get breakthrough results. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I can I cannot even imagine what was going through because I'm sure I'd be like, it was insane. Are you now this? Yeah. You know, are you making fun of me or what? What's going on? Right. Like, are they laughing at me or <clears throat> the translator? Or does somebody else tell a joke? It yeah. was it yeah. was nuts. Yeah. Oh uh, well, that's that's that was a major curveball for one of your first. Yeah. Speaking events, but it certainly was. You made it through. Thankfully. Yeah. That's that's really cool. And then you, how did you lead yourself into doing your TED Talk? Uh, So I was doing a fair bit of speaking. And really how I got started speaking was I was down and out in life. Mm -hmm. You know, a a point that I got to know probably more than my fair share of times. And everybody has those down and out moments. For me, it was I had some investors pull out of a business I ran out of cash to spend. I uh, was having some family issues. 
my girlfriend broke up with me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like a bad country song, mm-hmm. you know, where like everything that can go wrong is going wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting at the computer one day at my parents' house, which is where you live when you're down and out, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and my mom used to say this thing to me when I was a little kid. She said, the way out is through. It's actually Robert Frost. Yes. And um, I'm sitting at the computer, and I get this general conference blast email for a conference in Singapore. Yeah. It says, uh, you know, spend $50, attend our conference, save the world, whatever it was about, right? People probably get 50, 100 of those a day. And I go, you know what? Let's test this out. Let's see if the way out is through. Yeah, yeah. And so I hit the reply button, and I say, why don't you have me speak? Best Sterling. And a friend of mine used to say it's better to be lucky than smart. And I <laughs> definitely got lucky in this case. Yeah. Because the conference director gets back to me and he says, um, uh, we'd like to have you speak. Can you tell me a little bit about it? We have a couple of conversations. And I say literally the most important thing that maybe I've ever said in relation to this, which is, well, what's your budget? Mm-hmm. And he gave me a number and I've got nothing to lose. I have no money. I'm on my parents' couch, you know. Mm-hmm as low as it could possibly go. And I'm like, well, I don't usually do. get paid double that. <laughs> Nothing to lose, which yeah. is a great place to be in, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, long story short, we end up meeting in the middle. And, uh, you know, I, I practice incessantly, which true to form is kind of my style. Like yeah. I practice, 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 refine, refine, refine. Yeah. And, um, you know, I end up giving the talk. I pretty sure i blacked out because i don't remember most of it Mm, mm. but i get off stage and the conference director is like this is the greatest talk i've seen in my 15 years or 12 years of being in this business wow can i introduce you to some of my friends and uh, i'm like i think i got a career on my hands (laughs) yes my mom was right the way out is through yeah yeah which said another way is any breakthrough is on the other side of discomfort Mm -hmm. it's not going to feel good in the moment but once you get through that that's where the big changes lie. Mm-hmm. Well, and the discomfort, too, of rolling the dice and just putting yourself out there. Because right. a lot of people probably wouldn't have that courage or even the thought to to roll the dice like that. And then they would probably be, well, I'll, I'll take whatever I can get. Or that's uh, they don't right. know their value. <laughs> right. So, like, oh, gosh. Uh, for you yeah. to kind of just – I mean, obviously, you, you've had enough successes. You, you believe in yourself enough. You've done enough of your own work to be like – yeah, normally I charge double that. You know, like you're savvy enough to. <laughs> well, I I think it was, I think it's great. It, it was almost a case of like really having nothing to lose. I mean, yeah. that was a surreal moment. For you say me. no, and you're like, whatever. I I didn't have like a speaking reel. I didn't have a website. I didn't have speaking testimonials. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I had none of the like stuff that you're supposed to have. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, why not push mm-hmm. the boundary? Mm-hmm. Like this wasn't going to happen any other way. Mm-hmm. Let's take it as far as we can go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, I mean, I feel like so many of the guys that I talk to, they do deal with that whole imposter syndrome. Yeah. Now, this is a great example in the sense of you, and I don't know if you ever even dealt with any of that, but it, oh, totally. it could be where like, I don't even like, what do I know about innovation or what do I know about, you know, I'm so young compared to the, like whatever those things are where we feel like we're not adequate or we're not right. measuring up. How did you work through some of those instances? Um. Well... I think it's a kind of discomfort, imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. right? Like you think you're, you're not good enough, you're not deserving, totally. or you're doing something you're not qualified to do. Totally. 
And I found this really, like, really interesting piece of information the other day. I was reading some, like, Harvard academic research journal. And it was the brain science of how humans process pain. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that how we process emotional pain, losing our job, a breakup, something along those lines, is almost exactly the same neurology-wise, as how we process physical pain, Mm. breaking an arm, Mm -hmm. losing a limb. (laughs) And so much so that if you take Tylenol or Advil for your physical pain, it actually helps with your emotional pain. Mm. That's not like doctor's advice, by the way, right? (laughs) Right, right. Let's be clear. (laughs) That's what the journal says. Like, this works, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But I found that that's actually a muscle that you can build. Mm-hmm. And that's really why I do like some of these adventure endurance kinds of sports. Because once you start to hit that edge, the running's a good example, it just hurts. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It's painful. You know, the negative self-talk in your head is insane. Right, right. Um, <laughs> which is kind of akin to what happens in business situations mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's emotionally painful. Mm-hmm. It sometimes manifests itself physically with different stresses. Mm. And the negative self-talk, well, that's just about everywhere. Mm. But once you push through that or continue to push through that, you start to get better at not listening to that voice in your head. And by doing some of these physical practices that push me past my comfort zone, where I have to stop listening to my head, it translates into the business world. Mm -hmm. So I've become... People are like, Sterling, you're insane to run 50 miles, bike 100 miles, especially, you know, true to form. I'm not training for a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm not doing it purely for the fitness of it. Mm-hmm. Although I like that part of it. I'm not doing it for like the specific time or to even win the race oftentimes. It's because it gives me a chance to build that mental strength mm-hmm. of being able to deal with pain, deal with discomfort and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. I haven't read Goggins' book, but the stuff I that I've, yeah, the stuff that I follow him on social media on, Insta- on Instagram and things like that is that it seems like that's a big part of why he does what he does, which is yeah. like just it's it's not so much even mind over matter, but like no, just following through and doing stuff because yeah. you say so, and and yeah. your mental fitness is going to be what says I'm going to stop versus your body. Yeah, so you're going to be able to do it no matter what because you're mental fortitude is stronger than your yeah and that guy's a monster he oh, just ran like 240 miles in yeah. utah i'm looking at his instagram like unbelievable yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but I, I think you're right it's the same thing yeah well i think it's 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 pretty cool and you've done other things other adventure things right yeah tell, tell the tell the <laughs> listeners or the viewers what else you've done because it's pretty cool some of the other stuff you've done yeah i've done all sorts of stuff uh, skydiving shark diving car racing yeah. uh trekking the sahara uh, really how it is, especially when I was traveling, I would always try and find something that made me a little uncomfortable mm. where I had that response of like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Mm-hmm. Or with skydiving, especially like I'm scared to do that. Mm-hmm. And that immediately becomes that's what I'm now going to do. Mm. Um, and I, it's actually now one of the systems around no matter what, hunting discomfort. Mm. Find the areas where you're not feeling totally up to par. You're a little scared. You feel uncomfortable. 
it could be some crazy adventure thing, mm-hmm. or it could just be having that conversation you've been putting off for years, or talking to the family member you haven't talked to in a decade, mm-hmm. or asking for a raise, or starting that business. It's all kind of the same. But again, it just goes back to that stuff of, well, you find the discomfort, you work through it, mm-hmm. and the breakthrough's on the other side. How many people do you feel like uh, are, are going to be really open to, I'm sure there's plenty, but <laughs> are open to that type of methodology or wanting to adapt that? Because I do feel like there's certain people who, that's the... That's the worst idea that they could have. Yeah. No offense, but I'm like they're they're just so much in pain that they're not going to seek out even more uh, discomfort. Yeah. So you're really, I mean, but I I envision like the people that you're speaking to that are going to be like hell yeah are going to be cut from a certain cloth, as are you for sure. Right? Yeah. And I I released that TED talk yeah. and I got some messages on Facebook like this is the worst idea I've ever heard of in my life. I can't yeah. disagree more. And I'm like okay, that's that's fair. But I think Someone's it's, opinion. Right. And it's all in how you look at it. Right. You know, discomfort's actually kind of a bell curve. Mm. Where on one end, you've got the comfort zone. And on the other end is debilitating pain and discomfort. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all been there at some point. I think I see it most often with public speaking. Like somebody that's scared to speak in public, you put them on a stage in front of 100 people. Well, you, you freeze mm-hmm. or you leave, right? There's, yeah, yeah. It's the fight or flight that kicks in. Mm-hmm. There's a sweet spot of discomfort, which is different for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, my optimal level is different than yours. Exactly between those two ends mm-hmm. where you've got one foot in comfort, one foot in discomfort, mm-hmm. one foot in order, one <clears throat> foot in chaos. And that's really the optimal place to operate, I think, as humans. Rather than what I feel like people will do, let's say, um, and I, I would see it all the time, especially when I first, let's say, just in terms of a lot of people can relate to, to exercise, Yeah, um, is women would come into my gym and they would be looking to kind of make up for lost time. Uh, and, yeah. and but they're Or they're used to, to jumping in with a trainer who really doesn't understand what it's like to be... 50 years old, you know, going yeah. through menopause, having never worked out in the last 20 years, and they'll just grind them into the ground so that they can't walk for a week. <laughs> right. right? They're like, I'm not doing that yeah, again. Yeah, never going to do that. So they, right. they they anchor that to absolute extreme pain. Where What you're talking about is like finding that sweet spot, yeah. which I totally agree, which is just enough to where you're like, whatever that might be, and, and whether you are, you know, highly triggered to all things pain or discomfort, right. or... You're kind of an adrenaline junkie. You're always looking for that next little. It doesn't have to be a massive swing into skydiving. Right. 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 Per se. Although it could be. It could be. You know. If that's the next level for whomever. Right. Yeah. Well, and I I think what you're pointing at is a big um, idea to uh, talk about for a second, which is trying to make up from lost time. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I should be somewhere else. Mm -hmm. We should be more successful. Um, I'm speaking to a, well, I won't say who it is, but a big tech company in a couple of weeks. And they're saying our sales results should be much better than this. Mm -hmm. How can we make up for this? And in order to really be effective with dealing anything like that, you have to surrender Mm -hmm. or radically accept what is. Mm -hmm. You are where you are. You have what you have Mm -hmm. as an individual, as a business, in any context. And it's from that point, almost starting from a blank sheet of paper of saying, okay, we're here. Mm-hmm. What's next that lets you most effectively operate? When you're trying to make up, 
it does exactly what you said. It kind of throws you into like, oh, I got to make up for this. Yeah. Super painful, super yeah. uncomfortable, too much discomfort. And then you go back this better to say, okay, well, let's accept where we are and take a step that works yeah. Yeah. that we can maintain. Yeah. And I bring it up kind of playing devil's advocate because I imagine there's people that are listening or watching who are like, yeah. you know, they might look at you and hear some of the things that you've done and be like, I, I could never even contemplate doing a four by four by 48 or yeah. a hundred mile ride or whatever. Like my whole thought too is like, just start with something. Right. You know, and it could be just going out for a 15 minute walk. Yeah. You know, if you're a hundred pounds overweight could or, be. or, or whatever, right? Like start super slow because I feel like, uh, I forget who said it, but, uh, you know, a, a good plan today is better than a perfect plan tomorrow. Right. Momentum over perfection is what I'm always harping to. Right. Yeah. And that's what it sounds like is what you're talking about. just building off of little things, but to get clear on <laughs> moving the needle. Yeah. And then those steps that you're taking get bigger and yeah. bigger and yes. bigger, like yes. as you build the muscle. Yes. And I think, you know, if there were like a sequence to it, it's hunt discomfort, mm -hmm. commit to it, find people around you that can really support and empower you to realize that, that mm -hmm. make you better. Mm hmm um, figure out how to handle any problems or obstacles and then just radically accept what whatever comes, mm. whether it's the result you wanted or not. Mm. I love that. The, the acceptance, I mean, I feel like I've talked to so many people about that that keeps coming up. I do feel like that's one of the biggest challenges in this human experience, yeah. but the biggest opportunity if you really do surrender. I mean, you hear in religion, you hear in, in parenting, you hear it in yeah. business. It's like, you know, and, and but, but people struggle with that because it's the ego that's like, no matter what, you know, it's like, how am I going to surrender if I'm yeah. also e egotistically connected to, I set this goal, I'm going yeah. to do this no matter what. So how do you balance that between surrender and th that, the balance between no matter what and surrendering? Uh, well, I, I think that's exactly it. You do balance it, mm -hmm. right? Where you, you take those big steps forwards or little step forwards or any step forward, and then you step back from it and say, hey, did that work for me? You know, you make peace with what is. Mm -hmm. And you can make peace with what is a variety of different ways. You know, you can take drugs. You can journal. You can uh, put yourself in cold water. You yeah. can, you yeah. know, have conversations with um, people that are supporting you. You can uh, write a list of things you're grateful for. Like, mm -hmm. there's a lot of ways to surrender and accept and kind of get in that state of acceptance and peace. Mm -hmm. And then you take another step another step into discomfort, no matter what, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. And then you come back to the surrender. Okay, did I do it? Did I not do it? What could I do better? How could I adjust? Okay, let me make peace with that and do, do it again. And it mm -hmm. becomes this cycle of going out, pushing the edge, and then coming back and making peace with it. Mm. And that, I think, is really effective growth, mm. right? Like you, you get bigger, you push the comfort zone, and then you come back to kind of reacclimate that into yep. now what you're comfortable with mm -hmm. and then push again right exactly right that is what perpetuates the growth and it sounds like <clears throat> um from what you said earlier about the your 48 miles and 48 <laughs> hours or whatever it's, 50 that, miles don't 50 cut miles, me short sorry 50 <laughs> miles absolutely you got that uh but but 36 hours in is when you surrendered it was kind of a knowing but it was also surrendering to uh, maybe the resistance of, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if it's like, and when you finally, it was actually like, yeah, uh, surrender confidence, whatever that, or, or a, a combination of, of both the humility of being like, 
whether I'm going to crawl myself there, um, I've got this. I'm going to do it. And then there's like, oh, the surrendering of the resistance. Yes. Yeah. I'd yeah. love you to have some really cool epiphanies. Yeah, so cool. I, I think it's like you're either in survival or surrender, mm-hmm. usually survival. Mm-hmm. You're either in fear or faith, mm-hmm. usually fear. Mm-hmm. But when you break through that, again, discomfort, yeah, the peace there is just incredible. Mm. I mean, it's what I live for these days. Mm. That's, that's so cool. So what, yeah. what, where are you personally taking all the stuff that you're working on, obviously, for work, but then throwing it into your own life? I mean, you ran, you just did a, uh, you didn't run, you rode 100 miles the other, <laughs> <I did. laughs> the other week, right? Yeah. But where, where's this all going for you? I mean, obviously, this is a, a brand new chapter for you. Uh, throwing yeah. COVID into the mix, but you moved out here in Colorado a month ago. Like, what does life look like as you... Start to move forward. Well, we we said in the beginning. I mean, I'm no different than anybody else, yeah. you know. And it's a mountain with no top for me. Yeah. And for me, what it looks like is continuing to push that comfort zone. Mm. Uh, I'm going to get back into skiing now that I'm out here. I haven't cool. skied in 15 years. Cool. Yeah. All the money I thought I was saving by moving from California to Colorado <laughs> has now gone into snow equipment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. you know? Skiing is not a cheap sport. No. You got the lift ticket and the skis and the boots and the bind, everything else. Yeah. Um, and that's uncomfortable for me to say, yeah, I'm going to get back on the mountain and you know, let's hope I have the right health insurance. So if I break a leg, I'm <laughs> yeah. going to be all right. Knock on wood. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I exactly. should do that too. Um, <clears throat> and it's continually looking for those things just in my own life, mm-hmm. not just physically, but professionally as well. Of Okay. Where can I take things to the next level? Mm-hmm. Where can I push myself even further? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of switched from early in my career. It was all about like, this is what success means to me. Somewhere that I need to arrive. Mm-hmm. And now it's entirely the other direction. Mm. I had it exactly backwards, mm. where it's something that starts internally inside of me, and then success is the outcome mm-hmm. the other way. Absolutely. What what part of your area is um, maybe the, the scariest or the most dis- discomforting uh, for you to explore or to push into? Uh, well, there are certain physical activities for sure. I mean, skydiving was terrifying yeah, for me yeah. like so terrifying mm-hmm. i didn't want to do it it was actually my sister that made me she's like we're gonna do it on this day you've been talking about it for a year i'm like okay finally i'm gonna yeah, do it yeah. um <laughs> so yeah things along those lines i was just with uh a friend of mine the other day um kenyan sallow who's mm. I, I gotta get you in touch with him by the way yeah, that'd be but awesome. he does those wing suits yeah like the squirrel suits or right yeah, yeah. and I, the videos of him are just amazing and looking at them, thinking about myself doing it, like I get really hot. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's super <laughs> scary. <laughs> and he's like, come out with me next spring. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No matter yeah, what. I try that. Yeah, no matter what. You're committed. And, and I'll, I'll tell you what. The other area is we've moved our entire business from uh, live keynotes and workshops and one-on-ones to all virtual. Have to, yeah. And that was not and continues not to be an overly comfortable process for me. Mm. Like, I get a lot from an audience. Mm-hmm. Totally. Walking out there, kind of <laughs> seeing, like, is everybody confused? Or are they with me? Are they yeah. excited? Yeah. Like, there's a, a real energy you can build in person. Yeah. And when I'm just looking at a camera, there's none of that. Mm-hmm. And that, especially early on, was massively uncomfortable for mm-hmm. me because mm-hmm. I didn't know where I was at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but getting the right equipment, the right team members, the right lighting, like, I've become a professional production manager as part of the last six months learning journey, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
but that was one of those areas that I didn't know I didn't know. I didn't know that was uncomfortable for me mm, interesting. until it showed up. Yeah, right. Well, it makes me think, too, I mean, so much of my stuff, obviously, is all online, too. And there's yeah. so much of that as an extrovert that I feed off of <laughs> right. energy. And, you know, <laughs> right, guys? And, and right. then when it's on Zoom, you're like, uh, you know. And you can tell guys are watching TV. They're not even looking at you. <laughs> and checking their text messages. Yeah, it's just like, right. you know. But uh, – you do what you, what you can with what you got, you know? And exactly. Well, it's, it's radically accepting what is. Like, yeah. that's just the state of the world. Mm -hmm. And no matter how much you like it, don't like it, there's nothing you're going to do about it. Yeah. It's just what it is. Yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty cool. And so what, what do you have planned for the, the rest of the year personally in terms of Colorado? It's skiing, which is cool because you already, you already bought all your – Equipment, right. you're committed. I'm committed to that. That's I've, cool. I've now said it on a podcast, so yeah, I have to do have it. To I'll do post it. pictures and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, it's not going to be me with like one of those <laughs> medevac people carrying me down the mountain. You with a thumbs up, right? And going down <laughs> the sled. Like, no matter what, I. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I might try snowboarding. Uh, I don't know. I've been here such a short amount of time. Yeah. I'm really just connecting with great people like yourself that have great communities of people around them yeah. and just kind of seeing what's here, it, meeting new people. Um, and frankly, I haven't lived in a new city in a decade. It's crazy, right? So this is like also an uncomfortable thing. Like, yeah. wait, I don't know anybody here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what's on deck for the rest of 2020 for me. That's cool. When people are going back and reading your autobiography, they're like, and then this new chapter started when you right. drove out to Colorado <laughs> and went from L.A. to a, a mountain man. That's right. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So far, so good, though. Like I said in the beginning, I'm really loving it out here. And what, what brought you out from California? Just change of pace or was there well fires? Uh, fires were part of it. Really? Yeah. Um, Only to come to Right, and then there's these big fires. As soon as I move here, I'm like, wait, a, wait a minute, the what? biggest in the history of Colorado. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, yeah. So that one I missed on for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I was also doing a ton of travel. I mean, I was on the road sometimes every week. Sometimes I'd be gone for a month. Jeez, yeah. And the airport in LA, LAX, was central to that because I could get anywhere. Mm -hmm. Weather was always nice, so there weren't really many delays or anything else. Sure. And when I stopped traveling, I was like, well, where do I really want to be? California, at least where I was, uh, restricted a lot of the outside activities. Mm. So Colorado makes sense from that front. I've got some family here. That's right. Um, That's right. My, I was going to say my favorite, but not my favorite. <laughs> a very important part of that are my three young nieces who I just like love to yeah, death. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're out here, so yeah. I get to spend time with them. Yeah. And, um, you know, just kind of the general state of affairs. Yeah. So new adventure. Exactly. Yeah. It was just time, you know, like the stars aligned. I was yeah. like, now's, now's time for a big change like that. Yeah. So cool. Well, I'm so grateful to have you on. We could keep chatting for sure, but just in the, in the, for the thought of time, I'd, I'd love to kind of just wrap things up, but how could yeah. people get in touch with you if they're listening and they, they're looking for a keynote or yeah. What's, what's the way to follow you and everything else? Yeah. Well, sterlinghawkins.com is my website. That's the best place to find like yeah. all my social media and everything else. Mm. Uh, Sterling Hawkins also isn't that common of a name. So if you Google me, my stuff will definitely come up. Mm -hmm. And in just a couple of days, probably shortly after this comes out, mm -hmm. I'm releasing uh, a, a new challenge, nice. a new course. Yes. It's 10 days to get results no matter what cool. as a challenge where we're going to send people emails with a whole bunch of learning. You know, mm -hmm. this is stuff that I've been learning really over the last 20 years, mm -hmm. especially the last five or 10 around how to put these practices in place 
and each day comes with a challenge mm. to take out into your life or in your business. So that should be here shortly, and that you can find on my website as well. That's so, so cool because one of my follow- my last questions is going to be like, well, okay, so what do you challenge the listeners or the viewers to to do if they're listening to this? And maybe that's one of those things to go check out your your program. Go check out your website and jump into that challenge. That would be awesome. And, and another thing that I think is great for people is come up with something in your business, in your personal life, doesn't really matter where it is, that makes you uncomfortable, mm. but you really want. Mm. I call it your no matter what. Yeah. Come up with what your no matter what is for the rest of 2020, let's say, mm. and post it online somewhere. Tag me because I'd love to see it. Yeah, that's really, really cool. I'd love to see it too. So, um, well, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you Likewise. so much for, for popping in and sharing your gifts with us and just excited to see where, where things continue to go. And hopefully when life uh, gets back to a, a, a different type of normal, you know, that's right. <laughs> that you'll be back out there and speaking at some really cool companies and venues. I mean, you're doing it, but. But back in person. Yeah, back in person, which yeah. is always fun for the soul if you're that type of person. That's right. Yeah. So. Well, and I appreciate you having me on yeah. and you know, love what you're doing. So oh, thanks for your work. Absolutely. All right, you guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll catch up with you the next time. And like I said, feel free to follow Sterling. If you have any feedback for me, I always welcome it until next time. Enjoy the day later. And I want to thank you so much for listening to the Johnny King show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback, and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at Johnny King, Facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.